You got me. I got a mic. Oh, situation. now I now. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, am I getting right Yeah, here? dude, I, you know, I, I switched in my mic. So you sound get, good. Get, Damn, get, you sound good. Getting off of the uh, the wireless into the wired, you know, takes a minute of my time. I'm a little bit slow oh, with that, but I'm... man. <laughs> wireless into the wired. You first world problems, man. I love it. <laughs> so what's happening today, man? Not much, man. Just doing the old show here. Got my friend King's coming. It's going to be good. Dude, lots of chatter about these uh, transferring NFTs across chains, man. Lots going on today to discuss about that. I'm excited yeah, to chat I'm, about it. I definitely want to. I want to get into that for sure because it's it's definitely a an interesting topic for me. I just don't understand. Like, I mean, I understand it a hundred percent. The problem is I don't understand why people aren't like, like, I get why uh, you know what I mean. Like Polygon would pay them. So you know what I mean. Like you know, give them a whole bunch of money to cross chains because that's just what they do. They pay people to support their product. So um, it's not new. Like all these protocols pay people to like support their, support their protocols. Yeah. Polygon's been looking for a big, a major uh, player like that for a while. Like uh, as far as the, uh, you know, they found the, you know, like the kind of, web two players you know in the in the previous like the other uh agreements they made but this uh relationship with the uh that they made uh they've been looking for something like that for a while so yeah it'll be interesting because uh also i i just think the bridging has to be more simplistic in order for this to be successful and a lot more education so i think that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to see as well yeah, I'd love to talk about too what what it means for because everybody kind of has this idea of what bridging means um, and means for the holders of the NFTs. I mean, typically what you're going to get with this NF, you know, a bridge, you know, I'm using air quotes right now. Bridge is basically you're going to turn in your NFT and they're going to reissue a brand new one on, you know, the new chain Polygon um, or whatever. And, you know, that's it. It's not really a bridge. It's kind of, you know. There's no no such thing really as a bridge. They're just kind of like, you know, they're making a new one. And either they're going to airdrop new ones or they're going to, you know, make you turn in your one on the old chain to get a new one on the new chain. And, uh, I mean, you know, they're, <laughs> that's why I, I, when I tweeted at you earlier, Lucas, it was like, you know, me being in the historical NFT community, we're, we're interested in, like, preserving, you know, the NFTs on the original chain you know, while still allowing people to trade, you know, the NFTs on the new chain. Right. And that's what like emblem vault does. That's why I'm excited about it. But, you know, so it's, it's, inter it's an interesting conversation to have around, you know, what this means and what, what they're trying to do, you know, and, and what it seems like is they're trying to, you know, access liquidity on these other chains, which I was just going to say, it feels like they're going to polygon and they're going to go to anybody, basically anybody who's going to give them a bunch of money. And it seems like they're squeezing liquidity out of their project as much as possible. Like whoever was the highest bidder is where they went to. They would have gone to Algorand. If exactly. They like if, 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 if Charles they Hoskins had, had yeah. thrown down a half a million dollars, they would have gone to Cardano. You know what I'm saying? You know, they got paid six million to go to. It's Polygon. fucking nuts. It's literally nonsense, man. It's nonsense. Is that really what they got? Six million dollars? Yeah, Jesus you don't understand, Christ. man. These uh, maybe you don't understand how much this, how much money these protocols have. It's, um, they're, it's crazy, copious amounts of funds. 
So literally bonkers, man. Literally bonkers. Yeah, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more, man. It's, it's uh, bonkers, but I would say for Polygon, smart move because like you get the uh, they've been. I've been hearing like for years Polygon, uh, like chasing a big, uh, you know, representative like this. So like to me, it's like something that it's a long time coming. What they've been searching for, you know. Right. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Whoever's here, welcome to Web3 Daily Buzz. This is a show done every single day, 8.30 a.m. Pacific time to uh, 9.30, 10 a.m., depending on how long we go. But it's going to be, I'm going to try to get it down to about an hour, hour and a half at the most. Then we're going to stop. So want to welcome Kings up here. This is our special guest today. He's a huge uh, content creator for NFTs and Web3. And he obviously talks about cryptocurrency, everything basically in the uh, in the space. So definitely an interesting scenario. I'd love to, I can't wait to get in a uh, conversation with you, Kings. I want to say hi to everybody real quick. Yeah, what's up? Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. trying to plug into my mic right now. For some reason, it's not working, but uh, I don't know if you guys can hear me well. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward for chatting. Yeah, same here, man. It's uh, awesome. Kings is a great guy, man. I met him a, a while ago. He's He's awesome, dude really knows his content, creates really great content. I've actually used him as an example on how to create really engaging and good content. Whether people took the example and ran with it is a different story, but I was like, hey, you know what? Just copy what this guy does and change change it up. You know, don't copy him exactly, but copy the, you know, the enthusiasm and this and that. Like, you just can't, you just can't, uh, you just can't copy a diamond. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's still, it's still, it's still, a, you know what I mean? Like a man-made diamond. It's not the real thing. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. No, so that's, that's very kind. You know, it's very, um, I think we're going to jump into it. But before we jump into it, it's just like one of those things that I was talking about with somebody yesterday, actually, who's in marketing. She was asking, how does it, how does Web3 marketing work? You know, because obviously it's its own beast. I know, Lucas, you're, in, you're into that as well. Um, and I, you know, what I was, what we were talking about is how it, it, content creators, whether it be Twitter, uh, you know, TikTok, et cetera, they've never had a more crucial role. You know, we're talking about D-Gods. D-Gods is primarily ran by somebody who's a content creator, Frank. Whether you like it or not, he's he's incredible at making good content on Twitter and getting people hyped. So it's like, you know, the, the, you, you know it's definitely important to talk about content in these meetings with people that, you know, want to learn how to market, et cetera. Uh, there's a huge, you know, push for that. And it's very necessary in Web3, I'd say. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, uh, content is king across every category. So I think it's uh, I think it's pretty amazing stuff. So hey everybody, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna pin up the tweet to uh, to retweet out the space. Pin it up, and I want everybody to like to actually, if you can, in the bottom right hand corner, there's this little blue like message box. If you guys can like post your questions there and like post your opinions on like the, the topic for today, which is basically cross-chain, uh, basically porting over of an NFT project. Like, how do you feel about it? The good, the bad, what's the, you know, the ugly of it. And uh, I want to know what your your thoughts are so I can actually share it. And also like everybody that's in this space, you know what I mean? Start, start uh, you know what I mean? Like following each other, commenting, you know, the more we actually make it a community out of this, that something big is coming in 2023. Um, I'm building a very large community and I plan on onboarding like 150,000 to 200,000 people into the Web3 space myself. And that's my personal mission. So start commenting below, start, you know what I mean? Like accessing the uh, little blue, little purple button on the bottom hand and right hand corner. And then like, you know, the topic is again, how do you feel about cross, you know, a project basically crossing over from 
Cardano or Ethereum or anywhere and then crossing to another chain because there are lots of like bridges. There's lots of stuff going on. There's also like multi-chain um, blockchains out there that actually help you like, you know, basically transition your chain, you know, cross chain and stuff like that. I actually think the future of cross chain is, is going to be like, you know, an ETH NFT, you're going to buy an ETH, you're going to mint an, uh, or buy an ETH NFT and you're going to be able to pay to basically transfer that over. And that's where, that's the future of like gaming is a great example. Activision or, you know, if it's Microsoft, eventually if they end up going through with that acquisition, those guys, if they actually end up having that on a specific chain, they'll, you'll be able to pay to like take that NFT to Microsoft or Activision, whoever it is, and be able to cross over to like PlayStation, but you, you're going to end up having to pay a fee to do it, right? So that NFT, you're going to have to remint again. This is how I see the future of like gaming where everybody's like, oh, you know, multi-chain this and that. And I'm like, you know what? They will. They'll only give you multi-chain. They'll only give you access to that as long as they can make money from it. And as long as it's like, and they're like, it's an incentive for making money for the future, right? No game, no company's just going to give you access to their IP without paying for it. It's like renting a movie. No one's just going to give you the movie to watch for free. Who makes the money there then, you know? So good times. Anyway, um, back on topic. Let's do the, uh, the 60, 60 second like market uh, recap real quick and see how the things, things worked out. Go ahead, Crip King, you got this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 60 second market recap. As we look at coins for the week, uh, everything is kind of sitting in a uh, neutral state. We had a top for the week of uh, 2.5 Ethereum's up. It's currently sitting at 12.16 for uh, the price. Bitcoin 16.823. News of the week was, um, as of right now, is the Utes moving over to Polygon. Uh, that was big news. Um, as well as Kraken is also opening its uh, NFT marketplace beta to the public. So that's also some other news uh, that is pretty interesting and close to the topic at hand. But yeah, uh, uh, everything else is kind of calm for the week. I hope everyone had a happy holidays and you're back and refreshed it and good to go. Thanks, Crip King, as always, on point. Jenny on the spot over here. I'm going to pin up a question, too. I want to know what everybody's, like, daily goals are, too. Or, like, I would say annual goals for, like, 2023. What do you guys look for? What are you guys looking for in 2023 besides a POAP from the show? I already know that. I've heard a lot of DMs, like, where's the POAP? Where's the POAP? Well, guess what? Starting tomorrow, we're doing a POAP. I hope you're ready. Any artists that want to contribute to the POAP art, and then we can actually make sure you get distribution through the POAP system so that like, you know, hundreds of people will be minting that and then know like, Hey, this came from so-and-so. Wow. This is great. It's great art. So just stick to that. And we'll, uh, you know, anybody wants to take part in that DM me, you want to create some POAP art and uh, you'll get massive distribution with this, with this space and the show and stuff like that. So moving forward. Hello. So let's, uh, let's jump right into uh, Adam. How do you feel about like the cross chain stuff going on here? I mean, I, I know you said about, said it earlier, but there wasn't really that many people in the space. What do you, how do you really feel about it? Like besides, so do you think it's like a massive liquidity play? Yeah, I think, I mean, basically for me, um, you know, I'm a NFT historian at the core and I believe the, you know, the NFTs is, you know, if they were born on Solana, should live on Solana and, and, but I do at the same time, I want them to be tradable across all blockchains. And so like, how do you do that? 
Um, how do you allow an NFT to live on kind of its native chain and then trade across on other blockchains where the liquidity may be? And I'll give the example of like Rare Pepe's. We all know Rare Pepe's. Those are on Counterparty, which is on Bitcoin, right? So the problem with that is that most people don't know even how to begin trading on Counterparty. So how do collectors buy Nakamoto Pepe's or a Rare Pepe that they want uh, without having the technical know-how to go on a Counterparty exchange for Bitcoin and buy on Counterparty. And so, you know, there there's a couple different solutions. I work for a company that does one of these solutions. So shilling my own bags, but Emblem Vault allows uh -oh. you to basically lock up the private keys of that NFT on Counterparty in, for example, you could do it on Ethereum, you know, as an ERC 721 NFT on Ethereum, trade those private keys, sell them, hold it just like that. And basically, when you want to unwrap or get the NFT in its native state on Counterparty, you know, you can do that at any time. And that's been super successful. That's what's happened over the last, you know, two years. It's allowed Rare Pepe's to flourish in this kind of ETH um, environment, you know, where most trading happens on Ethereum. And, you know, you have Rare Pepe's or whatever. Nakamoto Pepe sold for, you know, 70 ETH like yesterday, right? And it allows that trading to take place, but the, the the core NFT stays on its native chain. And like that's the way I look at it. Um, this whole idea of bridging, you know, if you want to bridge Nakamoto Pepe to another chain, it doesn't happen, dude. It's like you're either burning it, you're locking it up, you know, but it's not, you can't just take the NFT and make you're not, you're not just you're not putting it on the other chain. You're doing, you're just playing with words if you think you're fucking bridging it to the, the new other blockchain, you're just either locking it or burning it or whatever and creating a new chain, a, a new NFT on the other chain. That, let's be clear about what that is, right? Um, so that's, that's how I feel about it. But I, I'm a, uh, you know, an NFT kind of purist in that sense that I, whatever chain you, you launch the thing on, you know, that's the original NFT. You could create new ones if you want to do, you know, the copy of it on another chain. But you're not bridging it. It's not riding over a bridge onto the new fucking chain. You're making a new <laughs> NFT on the new fucking it's, chain. It's so Say true. what it is, what it is. Dude, there's no a bridge in, in. You know, we all get the idea that you're like crossing the bridge. You're not fucking crossing shit, dude. You're creating a brand new <laughs> NFT, dude. All right. So let, no, let's just, be clear, just man. you know what? They're not. You're not just creating a brand new NFT, but you're actually massively incentivized by millions of dollars. Like, hey cross that you know bring that and your nft collection over here and we'll give you six million dollars oh it sounds tasty, and it's man. and it's and it's a grant so you don't ever pay it back it's literally like here's six million dollars yeah i mean i get it from a project perspective a million percent and a million percent and you can do it like a project can do as well they could create for example uh you know you you have the utes on on one chain and they want to put it on another they basically create the same collection and tr and collectors can then, you know, lock their NFT on one collection, which would unlock it on the other collection and b do this back and forth. That's considered a bridge. Um, and there are ones who've done it for years. I mean, there, there are other ones that do it um, on other change. And this is a thing, but it's completely separate NFT. It's not a, it's not the same NFT. It's a different new NFT um, just from a technical perspective. I, I want us to all be on the same page as as to kind of what we're, you know, talking about here, you know, if you know what I'm saying. I totally agree. You know what's interesting? I almost feel like they should have just created a new collection for the, you know, the bridge part because it's like, 
why would you want to like, I don't know, to me, it's like, why would you want to blow this up on the holders already? Also create a whole bunch of like FUD around Solana. Like this project's literally moving off of Solana onto, you know, a layer two. It's kind of makes me, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's good for Solana developers, right? They're all like, oh, we can be number one on Solana now, or at least like in the top three position because the biggest project is now moving off of Solana. And I don't know if you even consider Solana as a blockchain, seeing it just, it goes down all the time, right? I mean, do blockchains really go down like this? Like, I don't think blockchains are supposed to go down. So I don't know. It's a, it's a question of whether Solana is actually a real blockchain. Should we discuss about that? <laughs> Dude, now you're getting into sticky territory, man. The, the Solana maxis, in which there are probably like five on earth, are going to be in here and start, uh, you know, bombing. I'm not, I'm not hating. Here's the deal. I'm not hating on any blockchain, by the way. I love all blockchains. I think they're genius. I think it's going to be a multi-chain world. Like, there's going to be hundreds of blockchains. You know, there's going to be an Activision blockchain or a Microsoft blockchain. There's going to be a Google block. I mean, there's going to be just like just like cloud, you know what I mean? Like, just like there's like cloud systems for everywhere. And just like they have all email systems. Oh, what email do you have? Of course, everybody uses Gmail now, but there's still other email systems out there. It's kind of crazy to think about. Kings, what's up? What's up, what's up? No, it's facts. I actually, so I recently heard a theory by some investor, you know, um, can't say his name, but not somebody that necessarily people know, but he was saying how he believes that something similar is going to happen to Web3, you know, to what happened to Web1, where I believe there were multiple, I guess, computing, you know, systems that were running the internet, and only one prevailed. Um, he felt that Ethereum was going to be the one that prevails. But I, I actually feel that you're more correct. You know, when Netflix came out, it's not like Disney or all these other competitors like HBO decided like, oh, let's just give them our licensing rights and stream with them and allow them to have this monopoly. They're like, no, we're going to run our own streaming platform. And it turns out Disney Plus is like absolutely killing it right now. You know, 50%, more than 50% of their users are adults that don't even have kids, right? So I think that, you know, these already established video game companies like Activision, if they launch a blockchain, they'll be wildly successful. It makes sense as opposed to like, why would you go on Ethereum when you could just charge a fee for, you know, quote unquote, like bridging, you know, NFTs to their blockchain? I, I agree with you. Um, it's, it's strange, you know, obviously it's it sounds complicated in theory, but it probably will become, you know, as time goes on, very simple. Um, and yeah, I mean, Solana is incredibly shocking to me. Like, because they only launched in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. And they've managed to become one of the most popular blockchains, you know, with only being two year, around for two years, right? And you have all these other blockchains that are, you know, struggling to make a name for themselves. And despite, you know, all the, all the FUD around Solana, you, you can't, you know, help but be wildly impressed by their, their ambitious plans, like launching a phone. All, all of this happening in two years, right? Now it's almost three years. But it's just shocking, right? So um, I think that, you know, there's a lot to be said over there. Uh, and just overall, it's just an incredibly interesting, you know, just topic in general, just blockchains, crossing, bridging, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. I, I think it's cool because I also see, again, projects, like you want to be successful in the space and like pull out as much liquidity, just have a really successful project on one of the chains and then go, hey, you want us to move over? Give us like $10 million and we'll we'll transfer our entire set. Because at the end of the day, they they honestly don't really care which chain they're on they've already minted you know what i mean they've already made their revenue on solana solana's like really low right now and polygon's blowing up like polygon's done you know um it's done every single you know big company so far that i can think of you know we got we got a uh, starbucks we got disney we got you know reddit nfts we got literally the it's the sky's the limit i even think it, it, they did pepsi too or is it my my writer or am i wrong on that but there's so many, there's so many like things that these big protocols do. And just an FYI, a quick learning point 
for audience members, if you have a project, just know, or, or not just a project or a company, either one, if you want to have, you know, if you want them to like these protocols that you're going to support some of these protocols, they will pay you grant money to develop your software. Like they will give you money to do this. So this is an interesting thing where you might not have the funds. You might not be, you might be like, oh man, the NFT space is really hard right now. I cannot mint out, get the funds in order to build my company. Well, guess what? Go to a protocol. Can I kind of like deliver what you're going to do? And they might give you a grant of a hundred grand or 50 grand or who knows if they're really strong on whatever you're doing. They might give you, you know what I mean? Like $500,000 or something. So. Luke, that's a great, uh, and plus the partnership opportunities that they have uh, awaiting for them possibly. And not exactly. only that, a lot of people don't talk about, but like story, like the way Polygon sidechain storage is, like this is huge if they're going to go down like the gaming route in the future. So like this is also smart in that play as well. Yeah, it's it's there's no really way to lose once you mint out of a project and you're sitting there you know, with all that, all those funds just chilling. Like if you want, if someone wants you to transfer over and they're going to give you a bunch of money to do it. I mean, even if it's like a half a million dollars or, or a million dollars, even if it's a smaller amount, it still makes sense. That's like just a hundred percent liquidity that didn't exist before. And it goes right to the project, the founders and the people who are developing all the software, which increases their burn rate. So, um, or at least their, their longevity. So their burn rate doesn't get out of control and like close them down. So if you guys don't know what a burn rate is, it's like how much they're spending every single month. And they basically say, okay, how many funds do we have in the bank for burn? They say, okay, what's our fixed costs? What's our dynamic cost or variable costs? And then they go, okay, how long can we stay in business until we run out of money? And that's what a burn rate is. Okay. So just a quick FYI, um, startups and tech companies are always like, talking about their burn rates and how to reduce burn rates as much as, as much as you possibly can. So with that said, um, let's move over to, uh, let's move over to like talking to Kings here, man. Cause Kings is, Kings is like the expert expert. You know what? I have a, we have a question here real quick. Go ahead. Hey, eight, three, one. If you can uh, keep it short, that'd be great, man. Go ahead. No, no, I, I love the speaking, Joel. I uh, wanted to comment further back on uh, the Polygon chain investing in Remark 2.0. Um, it's a whisper down the vine that um, they're going into multi-resource NFTs um, coming soon, and that will give them a big boost in the market coming ahead. Yep, I completely agree. So, Kings, my man, everybody, just a quick FYI, Kings is an amazing content creator, TikTok, Instagram, and he's on Twitter. Not as much on Twitter as he is on TikTok and, and uh, Instagram, but his content is literally kind of like what I go to. Like I, I was searching for really good content on NFTs and I could barely find any until I came across King's uh, Instagram account. And I was like, wait a minute, this guy's really got some interesting, like interesting takes and the way he delivers his content is just so good. Like I could just learn something from him in like 60 seconds and be like, sweet, I'm good to go for the day. So Kings, tell us, tell it first, introduce yourself, you know, better than I just did clearly. And then uh, like, tell us like the process, man, how could, how could we learn from the stuff you do, man? Cause me and Adam are creators too, but we're more of an, we're more of like audio and like live interview, you know, on video kind of like conversationalists. We'd love to get some input from you on that too. So. I, I appreciate it. I yeah. really do. Um, so, I mean, just like for some background, I guess I've been doing this for two years now. 
you know, I originally started off as like a, I mean, I discovered NBA Top Shot. Um, and, you know, there was nobody really making any content or surrounding NBA Top Shot, you know, on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, TikTok was just blowing up then. Um, the only area the content was being created was just on Twitter, right? That's kind of where, you know, CT, everything just, you know, it's kind of very secluded. Um, yeah, so I felt that, you know, if I started making videos, people would bite. Um, little, you know, lo and behold, it happened, you know one of my first videos gets 600,000 views because I'm talking about a Vince Carter's last, you know, last shot getting selling for 200 K. Everyone's kind of like, what are you talking about? You know, all hate comments, but you know, the hate comments drove the, the algorithm all of a sudden, you know, that was like my break. Um, turns out like I, you know, I fall in love with NFTs outside of NBA top shot. So I start, I started a page called NFT Kings, um, which I now changed to the Kings letter. But, uh, and I, you know, that page ends up blowing up even more 171,000 followers on Instagram. 50,000 50, plus followers on, on TikTok. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's been an incredibly fun ride. Um, you know, so like the way that I approached this was, I kind of felt that, you know, I needed to, I'm, I've always been infatuated by the, the content, you know, the creator economy in general. Um, and, you know, with my passion of Web3, I figured, hey, you know, you have this obsession for content creation and, you know, you love content creators, you've studied them for so long. If you could apply all that knowledge and just, you know, use it to dominate this Web3 world, you know, Let's see how that goes. Um, and, you know, as as time goes on, I've pretty much set this rule for myself. Like every six months, your page has to drastically get better. You know, it, it, you don't have to be making more money. You don't have to be making, you know, it's about just the page has to get, you know, dramatically better. And I, uh, I uh, you know, I essentially started, you know, doing different things and exploring different things that eventually just made my content, you know, you know, well, get better. <laughs> and I started doing things like, you know, writing scripts before. I make a video, which is huge for me, right? Writing a script is everything, you know, for Twitter spaces, it's kind of live. You've kind of got to you know, go with the flow. So obviously it's a little bit different, right? But just being organized for a video and writing a script beforehand. So you don't, you know, repeat words, you know, put words that don't necessarily have to be there. I found that people are, you know, they're really engaged, um, you know, started, you know, putting more time into editing, getting a microphone, you know, focusing a little bit more on the background, little things that, you know, a content creator who doesn't necessarily focus on, on web three would do um and that the web three you know space isn't doing because they're more focused on like just you know trading nfts etc that's kind of what set me apart i felt it was like my heavy focus on on content as opposed to just the information that was being spit out and just you know focusing on making trades etc um yeah i mean i can go you know there's a lot more than that but i think that's just like the basis of you know how i've been able to you know thank god go in terms of the content creation world Yeah, man, you're doing great. And again, back to his follower count. I mean, he has like 175,000 followers on like Instagram. Uh, I don't know how many on TikTok right now because I haven't looked recently. But between his two accounts, like I'm surprised he's not bigger. So he's an, I think he's going to hit a million followers on both accounts this, uh, you know, this year. So I, I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll have him back on like a year from now. Obviously, we'll have him back on more often than that. But I'll have him back on a year from now. We'll be like, hey, man. You'd Bro, he won't yet. come back on when he has He will totally. He'll be done, dude. No way, dude. <laughs> Kings, me and Kings, man. I'll come back on, bro. I'll come back on. He's, yeah, I was going to say, Kings is legit, dude. Like, when I, when I met Kings, he's just such a nice, humble dude, man. So, mad respect to Kings. Question to you, man. Like, how could someone that does audio casting like this and then also, like, I don't know if how many interviews you've done face-to-face, but what kind of what kind of like input or like tips would you give me and Adam, let's just say, as an example, like for doing stuff like that? Is there anything we could do like TikTok-wise, Instagram-wise, YouTube shorts-wise? Yeah. 
Okay, so there's something that I learned about recently, which is so fascinating. And I find that it actually is going to become more applicable as time goes on. But there's a, a, an open source, you know, protocol called OBS, right? Oh, I, yeah, I use it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So OBS, you know, this is a way to get, you know, a lot of interviews, for example, uh, that I see, you know, uh, you know, maybe Twitter spaces that they're also live streaming. They're just using like their computer camera or whatever. And it kind of looks low resolution. It's hard to look at. Right. So. What, you know, it's little details that make things that makes something, you know, a little bit more watchable, quote unquote. And I find that, you know, perhaps connecting your phone to OBS or a camera to OBS while you're doing Twitter, you know, you know, Twitter spaces. Also, you know, live streaming on YouTube. You know, you could find somebody who, you know, pay a guy to watch these live streams live. And then every time he likes something, he could he or she could screen record it and then chop it up and put it into little reels, like 30 second reels. Right. You know, I think that what, what happens is, you know. It's all about, at that point, it's all about volume. And, you know, it's just about posting as many as possible a day or a week. You know, you might get some that only have 200 views, 300 views. And the next thing you know, you know, TikTok does its thing. For some reason, one just blows up, you know, you get 300,000 views, right? So I think that it's a lot about, it's mostly about consistency. And wherever you're, wherever you're, you know, you're already doing Twitter spaces, might as well just, you know, connect your camera, film yourself while doing it and have somebody, you know, chop up some scenes. And, you know, put them into nine by 16 forms. So this way you could post them on TikTok, et cetera. Um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, content creation is going absolutely nowhere. The kids love it. This is their highest form of entertainment. It literally is a threat to Netflix because people, I mean, young adults are spending more time on TikTok than they are on Netflix. Right. So um, I think that, you know, during a recession, it's, you know, you know, people are going to be consuming free content more than ever. Right. So, I, you know, now is the time to really grow. And uh you know, if you're already grinding on Twitter spaces and you guys are talking all day, making content, might as well just funnel that that same content into another piece of, you know, another platform. You'll be surprised, man. I mean, I meet people and they're like, yo, I know you from I know you from TikTok. And I, I'm like, wait, I only have 50,000 50, followers on TikTok. I, don't, I have 170, you know, 71,000 followers on Instagram. You would think, you know, with the numbers that it would be Instagram versus TikTok. But, you know, it, it, wherever you put your, your content, you know, there are different people consuming, right? So I think that it's um, it's a great way to grow. It's a great way to grow. Gotcha. I agree with that. And you know, I have a, I have a little bit of an issue. Like when it comes to like, I'm not a big fan of like taking selfies, doing all that whole, like, you know, video on for me. I'm not a big fan of that. Just, I always thought it was like, I don't know. I always thought it was weird. And I was just like, I don't need to selfie myself like all the time, but I've noticed most like people that do this kind of like content creation are always like posting pictures of themselves and stuff like that. And it like, I think it, in a way, it like it just like it humanizes you, and people feel more connected. That's what I've noticed. A lot of video coming through. People can like connect with you better through video. People can connect with you more through like little like still images or like like raw video you take at like an event. You're like, we're here, guys. You know what I mean? And even if it's short, people are like, I know what he looks like. If I see him at an event, now I can Facts. say hi. Facts. And by the way, it's like psychologically, you know, YouTubers and and Twitch streamers. They have. Why do they? I, it's going to sound a little bit psychotic, but they've had they, these guys are building cult followings, like literally cult followings. And why is that happening over a TikToker? Because, you know, when you think about somebody's in bed, you know, their phone is turned sideways. Instead of spending 30 seconds looking at somebody, they're spending, you know, they're spending 11 minutes looking at somebody. <laughs> they almost psychologically feel like they're friends with that person. Right. And then when you go to Twitch, stream, I mean, Twitch streaming, they can be spending two hours with that person, three hours. Right. So. You know, it, it literally is a replacement of friendship. And you, you start to believe that you're actually are friends with this person. They're actually interacting with your your, your, your chat, you know, your, your, your messages live. 
And, you know, Twitter spaces is awesome because there's a human-human connection via voice. But there's nothing like looking at somebody's face, right? It's like a, a real, you know, so you're spot, you are 100% spot on. That, that is why these guys are building cult followings. It's because their followers think they're friends with them. It's, it's like, it's magnificent. I mean, you know, I've had, I one time walked NFT NYC. I was at this party, you know, like a RuneScape party. And I'm walking and like some girl runs to me. She's like, yo, can I give you a hug? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know who she is. She felt comfortable enough to come and give me a hug, you know? Because... Nice. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. But it's just like, it, you know, I, I, that was when I really realized, I was like, damn, like, you know, like this is, it's a lot more than just me. You know, there's no, there's a little bit less of a separation than I thought, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And you know what's even more interesting? And I've watched your content and I've seen other people say the same thing is that don't wait till you have like all this fancy gear and I always think that's so true. Like, don't wait till you have all this fancy gear. If you really want to create content and you're like worried or embarrassed or like whatever the case may be, and you're just like, no, I need all this gear. And it's like, there's this like theory of like all this gear and no idea. You know what I mean? Like all the gear and no idea, basically where people get the fishing boat and the, you know, the fishing poles and spend all this money on all this equipment. And then they, they're like, wait, I don't know how to catch fish. Right. First, learn how to catch fish <laughs> before you go out and buy like this giant fishing boat and this like $5,000 or, you know, whatever reels and rods and stuff like that. And by the way, they do cost that much. And uh, then figure out how to fish. Like first learn how to fish, right? Kings, what do you think about that? My, my content in the beginning, <laughs> it's a little embarrassing, but like my content in the beginning, I was making it in a closet. I literally had my office inside of my closet. You could literally see if you look back, shoes in the background, clothing in the background, my literally my studio was a closet where I literally got dressed and wore clothing. So like, it's like, I'm a, a very strong believer in that, you know, for the most part, I was faking, I had a microphone that didn't work, but I still put it in front of me because I wanted to fake that I had the microphone in front of me for a long time. You know, we're talking about weeks, you know, until I, you know, was <laughs> finally gained the courage to buy another mic. It's fake it till you make it, you know? Um, and thank God now we're expanding, you know, we're, we have goals of, you know, getting us, <laughs> I guess we'll see. You know, I need to finalize that, but, that's, I think that, you know, it's all an illusion, right? You could work with what you have and make it look good or at least relatively good. Right. No, I totally agree. And by the way, when you, when, when, when King says fake it till you make it, that doesn't mean go take pictures of you walking onto a private jet. That's not yours. Like go into like stepping into like a that's Rolls right. Royce. That's not yours. Like be authentic. Cause we all know you're not getting on that jet. And if the people who do fall for that, they're not that, you know, I mean, they're just not like that smart. I've actually watched, no offense to influencers at all, by the way, that you, you know, like I said, lifestyle influencers, cool. No, uh, no disrespect. But if you're, if you're borrowing someone's plane to like take photos, like walking on to like make you look successful. Ugh, cringe. I could just tell you, I was on a, I was on a very fancy um, private plane from like, I think it was yeah, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona flew back to LA. And can I tell you, I took zero photographs because <laughs> people who actually do do that kind of stuff don't take photographs of it. <laughs> Just so you know, um, don't get me wrong. It's kind of like a cool scenario. If you're like staying up in like a fancy hotel or something like that, and you're like, Oh man, I would never be here because of this. Like, you know, if I wasn't doing this kind of a discussion here or, you know, if someone's giving you like a trip to like the Maldives or the, you know, like Emirates or wherever it is, like take pictures all you want. Of course, if it's really happening to you, do it, but be authentic. Otherwise, like don't fake that other crap, man. It's I've seen it too much and it's so cringe and ugly. Don't get me wrong. It works depending on who you're looking for, you know? 
Facts. I mean, that's 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 a great clarification. Just because, you know, I do feel that people think that faking it is like faking looking rich. It doesn't get you places. You know, in the in the content no. creation world, these kids are smarter than that. You know, they don't really give a crap that you took a photo with a Lamborghini. You know, I mean, you know, the NFT space understands this the most because there are a lot of people that spend four hundred thousand dollars on a, on a photo of an ape. You know, they very easily could have spent that money on a Lamborghini. And, you know, they're still living in a shitty apartment, but they have an ape, right? So it's like, you know, right. the value the value of money has completely gone, you know, uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's taking a, a 360 shift, shift, right? So you're right. Like, that's not where you should be prioritizing. You should be prioritizing creating a community. And that's, you know, via not separating yourself from, from your audience. It's actually relating with your audience. To say that you're like this fucking god who has all this money and shit, it's not, it's an incredible separation. You know, um, that's why I'm surprised Andrew Tate is, I mean, I don't know if we want to get into that, but that's, like, you know, that's like, uh, yeah, it's crazy how he's built this following with the kids when he's completely like that. But yeah. Well, he, I think he, he's a unique character because um, he's basically the, I would say a fringe kind of like right, you know, kind of like, I don't know how to explain it any better than that, but he's very, I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't think too highly of a lot of people and he's, he's completely okay with like saying that stuff. And there's probably a lot of like weird little dudes out there going, yeah, you know what I mean? Like just not happy with their lives. So they're just like, yeah, get him Andrew. So, you know what I mean? It's humans I think are easier like to be like disrespectful to people and like pessimistic and kind of like, I mean, that's their default. And they, that's why you see fail videos. You have like these fail win videos on like YouTube. You go to go on YouTube and just check it out. You'll see like a fail video has like 20 million views. And the same day of a like success video came out where like human beings doing crazy cool things. And it's got like a million views versus a 20 million view of fail videos. So I can tell you right now, People like watching other people fail and that, that actually occurs in the business world. That occurs with your friends. That occurs with your friends and family sometimes even. Sometimes your favorite people actually don't really want to see you succeed. They just want to, they don't want to see you better than them. So just, just so you guys know that that's a real thing. People get jealous of your success. So be very careful. Keep your circle small and make sure that people are in it for the right reasons. So yeah, man, that's really cool. I, I love it. What are, what are some tips you could, people can learn from you right now? Walk away from this space, literally walking away from a space. Isn't that funny? So walk away from this space and uh, they can apply today and they can, they can literally bust out that first piece of content. What are like top three, top three points to, or tips? Wow. I mean, you know, don't think that you have to have an incredible editing. That's the big thing. You know, that's, that's a big one. You could, you could, I mean, I was editing in the, in the first year, I was reaching my record numbers, right? Because obviously NFTs were popping and all that, you know, we're talking about 600,000 views sometimes, 300,000 views. Um, and I was literally just editing on the, you know, TikTok app. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. It's, it's got, a, I mean, it's got some good tools though, doesn't it? I mean, TikTok yeah, has no, some pretty good great. tools. Yeah, green screen feature, all that. I mean, you know, now that's pretty much what set TikTok apart, by the way, from Instagram is like the ability to add music when that was illegal beforehand, A, and B, the editing tools, right? That was what made TikTok so great, right? So, you know, utilize what you have. Go, whatever you do, people are interested in what you do. Even though you think they're not interested, it's just because you are, you know, you have imposter syndrome or something. You know, all we all do. But, you know, you're a lot more interesting than you realize. I'm not trying to be corny and, like, positive and annoying right now. It's, like, the truth. Um, and I think that, you know, if you really got behind a camera 
and you just spoke your truth and you what you're passionate about, you'll come to find that there are you know there are people that really that will like your your you know your shit. <laughs> and uh, I think that's a um, you know B. I would say I would say consistency is is key. I know that it's you know another corny line, but you know there are times where where during the bear market I I, I, will, I will be suffering with numbers. When I say suffering, I mean twenty thousand views. Thank God it's very good. But what compared to what I was used to. It was just really rough. And then all of a sudden, I put out a video, you know, not expecting much, but, you know, it got over a million views on TikTok, 270,000 views on Instagram. And this was amidst a bear market, right? And I think it was purely a reward for being consistent. It was like, you know what? Your you're, God was like, you've been consistent, you know, and, you know, you're, you're just doing the right thing. Here's a, you know, here's a, you know, a little bit of like a token of appreciation for your consistency. I think that's a real, a real, a real thing, right? Uh, and then in addition to that, um, I think three is what would I say about three. I would say, I would say about three is don't give yourself an option to like slack off. You know, I think that Michael Jordan has one of my favorite lines is like, how does somebody learn how to do become better at math? Well, they, 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 they do math, right? How does somebody better at jumping? Well, they jump, right? You just got to jump a lot. So right. I think with, with content, you cannot allow yourself to not have a week where you post three videos or, or et cetera. You have to, you have to make it like quote unquote, like a religious thing you do every week, week after week, because, you know, when you stop going to the gym, you know, when you're in your groove, it's hard to get back. So you can't even allow yourself those off weeks, you know, uh, obviously Christmas right now, but you know, you don't have another holiday for a while. So get your ass up on there, (laughs) start, start posting, you know, like, and that's, that's those, I guess those are three tips that are I hope, I hope inspire somebody out here. I don't know. Yeah. They do, man. They do. And what's interesting about that is I always say consistency is king for sure. And go figure Kings is up here. So I agree. And you know, what's even better. Like when people take time off, that's the time you can get ahead. When they take time off, you can start wrapping out content like crazy and you get a whole new audience because the, that audience they're usually used to listening to, they're gone for a week, maybe two, you know, they're just like, Hey, we're out of here you can fill that gap and be able to like draft off of their, some of their followers, you know, and then it's not like you're taking followers from them. You're basically just saying, here's an, here's also another option. So I think it's really cool. My question to you is also one more thing. And then we can like talk about some other things if you want to, it is what is the, what, what system would you say is the easiest to start creating content with today and like literally create a piece of content, punch it out today, like really fast. Is it, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, like, you know, shorts, which one's the best and fastest? Growth, growth or simplicity of like, of, of creating a, a good piece of content. Creating a good piece of content that they can just like pump out and get over that whole, I released my first piece of content. I'm going to get, I feel, cause you know what I mean? There's a lot of people I've, I've actually talked to and I'm like, what's really holding you back from doing that? And it's always, I'm worried what other people are going to think of me. Yeah. No, I would exactly. say 99% of the time, that's literally what they say. Like, wait a minute, what's this excuse? Yeah. And, and I drill into the excuse and they're like, well, okay. So it is really like how other people perceive me. And I'm like, oh God, I knew it. Okay. So. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's, it's a real thing. I mean, you know, when I was younger, when I was younger, I made, I was, I'm talking about like maybe 15 years old. I, I, like I said, I was always obsessed with content. I made, I made a vlog, um, a very general vlog, you know, Casey Nice that was coming up then. So I became inspired. Uh, and, you know, I, uh, I essentially... I made two vlogs, right? I never posted them because, you know, my, I showed them to my friends and like there was a little bit of negative feedback. Not, my friends are, are highly supportive today, by the way. Nothing to do with that. But even even before I was like, quote unquote, big. Uh, but 
you know, I, it really discouraged me. And I, that's why I, I empathize with all those people. Um, but I will say that if I had that same mindset later on, you know, you know, who knows what I would be doing right now, you know, maybe I'd be working at some, you know, something that I really don't not necessarily enjoy, right. So I think that it, it has a lot to do with, you know, just realizing that, you know, when you post a video, stop obsessing with yourself, people don't care about you as much as you think they care about you, right? They kind of have their own worries to deal with. Uh, and so, another, tr- so true, by the way, so true. Yeah, they don't, I mean, maybe they come across your video, they'll give it a little giggle, but who cares? Like, I mean, like truly, truthfully, who gives a shit, like who gives a shit, right? Like it's hard Couldn't to agree really, more. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to explain, but it, the truth, and then in addition to that, I would say that like, you know, if most of your friends, it's not, I wouldn't say this is like the inspiring advice, but it's just the truth. Like if most of your friends are hanging out on Instagram because you're in that demographic or Facebook, and you don't, you're not comfortable posting there just then, create a brand new account without your name, post on Instagram with an entirely new account and a name, or go to TikTok where your friends aren't necessarily, and push it there, right? So, you know, just to get over the hole and be, just so you get the self-confidence, avoid your friends, make a new name. Like, who gives a shit? Don't ever post on your story. Create a complete separation between you and your, and your account, um, which is also something that I think helps people out a little bit. Yeah, I love that one. That would that's a really good tip where like nobody knows you're posting. You know what I mean? That this is the reason why you can actually have a non-doxed account and you know, post on Twitter or post on, you know what I mean, like post somewhere and test out the theory, like how it's gonna go. And then if it works, port it over to your you know, port it over to your channel. I think that's a really good idea. Really good example. Yeah. Good stuff, yeah. man. Of course, yeah. What else is the what else is the big news, Kings? I know you got some content coming out one of the you know today, I'm sure, and tomorrow. What do you what should we what should we be like be aware of right now? Because I know you got you're literally Johnny on the spot when it comes to content. So yeah, I mean, so there's like obviously the news. I actually have it. I just launched a newsletter. I'm about nice. to post it. My employee putting that out right now. So I mean, what we're talking about in the newsletter is like this is obviously not Web three related, but in my opinion, you know, everything that's the future of technologies you know, correlates to Web3 in a sense. So there's like this new thing coming out right now where this facility for babies. <laughs> you're gonna, this what? Is random. Wait, you what? Laugh, pumping out, they're basically a, a pumping out a a, a, a a baby growth facility, right? Where they're going to grow babies in these, in these actual facilities, right? And I was like, I was absolutely shocked when I came across this because, you know, obviously with the whole Matrix coming up, it was like this, like, we live in the Matrix, et cetera. There's nothing more Matrix than a baby growth facility. Right. <laughs> um, I've never, dude, I've never heard of that. I've only seen it on like, you know, <laughs> movies where they're like, let's grow some babies and let's make sure they're, they're this. It's like, what? I mean, it's sickening. I mean, the truth of the matter, this world is psychotic. It's got its, it's got its, it's got its beauty that it's got its just like laughable moments. <laughs> this is one of those laughable moments. But yeah. And then um, I think another thing that's really interesting is I actually pinned it on top. I know we were talking about it before, you know, Polygon. Um, I think that this is the year for Polygon. Um, and I also think this is the year for, you know, Web3 gaming. I've had a lot of companies, you know, reach out to me um, and they'll be like, yo, let me let me show you a demo of our game. And I'll be I'll be wildly impressed. I mean, it's no joke. You know, like even the the, I, the ODK, like the other side development kit, I think that's something that the mainstream media is not covering. But, you know, Meta, all these companies, they're not doing the Metaverse right. And other side, actually, you know, it, what they're doing is highly impressive. I don't know if you guys have like the inside scoop on OD, like their whole ODK system and building on lands, et cetera. But, you know, we could dive deeper into that if it makes sense. But that's something that I think is a topic that hasn't been covered enough. Right. Um, uh, well, know. tell me, tell me, give me the 30 second version of that one. And we'll, maybe we can talk more about that real quick. 
So essentially, you know, at first everyone just like thought like, okay, you know, they're going to sell land. You could do fun things on your land, et cetera, right? Uh, you know, where's the value, right? So then I started to realize what they're doing. What they're doing is, is they kind of see this as a competitor to like the internet as a whole, right? So for example, you know, when, when you, in web one, it was a big thing about uh, buy a domain name, you know, write a blog, become famous on your blog, right? Funnel through ads, et cetera, or you could sell products. Web two is about social media. You know, it was less about less about you know having a website. You could become famous using another website like Instagram and make a social handle on Instagram. And you know, your username was kind of like your domain name, your replacement to your domain name. And the way that they're seeing this is like, okay, their other side and your land is like sort of a replacement to exhibit A, the website, or exhibit B, your username, right? So you want to drive traffic to your land, right, and and make sales, whether it be advertisement, etc. So how would how would you do that? So they're allowing you to create assets for your land because they have they have a development kit that they don't necessarily hold. I mean, obviously they've created it, but it's kind of open source in the world where you can create a video game on your land, right? And people can come to your land and play video games, uh, a, a video game that you've, that you've created or, you know, obviously a shop, clothing. It's a, the whole idea is that everything that you would do on a website, you're going to do in this more immersive world, which is your land. And it's essentially going to be like they're trying to like take a, a step up from like what every you know web movement did, and I found that that was so incredible because you know that's what they kind of do in Minecraft. I don't know if you're familiar with Minecraft, but Minecraft is an open source game where every you know there are companies that live within Minecraft that are not affiliated with Minecraft that are worth you know tens of millions of dollars. They just built a video game on Minecraft, right? And I found that that's essentially what they're doing, but they're giving access to everybody to doing this as opposed to just like you know companies that have the ability to fund this. And I was. I was, I mean, I thought it was wildly impressive, you know, but I was taken aback. And uh, I don't know if you guys have any more opinions on that thought, but that's what I'm seeing right now. What do you think, Crip King? And what do you think, Adam? Yeah. Go, ahead, go ahead. Let's find out what you guys' opinions are. Before. Yeah, and I know I'm as well. I do think it's, uh, they're cut above. I think they're going to be able to separate. I think for a long time we had this thing where not all game players uh, uh, want to be farmers and not all farmers want to be game players. So I think they're also going to be, separating e-commerce from like people that just want to play games as well so no i'm i'm excited as well i think uh what they're doing a lot of people are going to want to jump on board as well adam talk to me goose what do you got man i have no idea bro honestly <laughs> dude it. gaming honesty you know, is the best policy i have I no that. idea <laughs> I, I know i know the one that finally hits it will know like there it will be very clear who wins the NFT gaming battle? Like there will be somebody who just hits it right. And everybody hears about the next fucking whatever it is, Pokemon Go, which just blows up, um, you know, in the NFT space or gaming space. Right. But, you know, we're all guessing at what that's going to be. Um, but, you know, I do know this, though. A lot of this like staking, rewarding, all this sort of stuff where it has to like I have to put my attention on it. That's really tough, man, because most people don't have the attention to give. Uh, most people do not want to do that, in my experience. People I know, friends of mine, you know, people who are in the NFT space uh, don't want to invest large chunks of their life trying to maintain you know, their NFTs to get rewards. Um, so I don't know. Projects that are doing that as like the main thing. Yeah, you can get a couple of people to be like all in on like figuring this shit out, but the vast majority of people don't want to go down that road, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. And by the way, I have a I have a quick comment I posted up um, 
what's your biggest goals for 2023? And I got someone wrote back, Ikundao Deo, I want to make my first $1 million in 2023, $1 million. I'm like, great, start with $2 million and you will totally make a $1 million in crypto in 2023. <laughs> no, but for real, like, uh, thanks for the comment. Anybody that wants to, uh, you know, basically, I would love to get your information, like in terms of what what's your biggest goals for, for 2023? It's pinned to the top. Comment below and we'll actually call it out and like basically... We can discuss it if, uh, you know, if it's interesting enough and you know what I mean? Again, start with $2 million and you'll easily make a million dollars in 2023. So there's your goal. Oh, Lucas, are you familiar with Alex Hormozzi? I'm not. Nope. So this is like some dude that I've been consuming hella content from because he's like brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Right. And DM me me that stuff, but go ahead. Basically this guy, what he said, which is so incredible is like, you know, because you just, you know, how do you make a million dollars in 2023? He was talking about how, you know, you could absolutely make a million dollars by not, you know, by not even investing money. So long as you sell something, sell somebody else's, you know, sell a wealthy person's value, right? So, for example, uh, you know, hey, you approach some company that's doing X amount in sales. You say, hey, I know that you guys are doing $10 million in sales. You know, if I could bring you up to $15 million, can I, can I keep a piece of that, you know? And then all of a sudden, you know, you've managed to like, you know, pry your way in there as a marketer for them or a salesman for them. And, you know, you're taking a piece of that of their, of their company because whatever you grow for the company, you're, 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 you're taking that slice. You do this multiple times or, you know, you gain enough trust for somebody. Next thing you know, you've made a million dollars without dropping a dollar. So obviously you've got to be an incredible salesman. This is not something that's, uh, you know, as simple as, 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 you know, cutting a slice of bread. But uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's essentially something that I think that people don't necessarily think that they have the capability to do which is like go out and you know convince somebody who is already making sales that you could give them larger amounts of sales if you truly are the businessman you say to be or the businesswoman you say to be and you know get it done and i think that that's something that's like it's it's paid a lot for myself because i feel like i personally need to think a lot more like that like yeah like you know put your money where your mouth is even though you don't have the money (laughs) no Um, i i agree you know it's funny that you just brought that up it's like that's literally that's literally why they hire like business development and salespeople because they, the reason why they're doing that and especially at a high level, they're bringing contacts with them. They're saying, Hey, this person has contacts with the 20 top companies we want to work with. Let's hire this person. And if they bring us like two or three of those contacts, they make, you know, they make millions off of that, especially if it's an, a SaaS product and uh, you know, that's been it bills like every single month or it's like a high, you know, a very expensive SaaS product, you know, like Salesforce is a very expensive SaaS product, depending on what you're using on it. And if you can get people to use like a HubSpot or a Salesforce, there's a, first there's, there's really good like CPAs in that in terms of like um, affiliate deals, but there's also good ones where it's like, if you can get like a big one, like a big partner coming over and, you know, spending a hundred thousand dollars like a month, which sounds like a lo- like a, like a lot of money to a lot of people here which it is, but it's not a lot to like a big company who's using this software already. You know what I mean? Like I've actually signed contracts for like, you know, million dollar contracts for like SaaS products for, you know, my like different companies I've worked for in order to do that stuff. So there's no doubt we have the budget to do it. So like King said, be like an outsourced business development salesperson and like try to get people, depending on what you're doing. Like if it's content creation, like King's just basically said he can make a video and say, Hey guys, I'm going to make a video for you and show you what I can do. And then all of a sudden, if it blows up, they're like, okay, well, we want to work with you now moving forward. Then all of a sudden there's something in paper on paper. So 
Also, don't forget to get something on paper before you actually do that. You know what I mean? Like, unless you just want to make a partnership and show them what you got, they're not going to write, they probably won't sign up contract with you. But it, the, the contract comes with, hey, I'm going to do this for you. And if I get here, you give me this percentage. Do not go off of a handshake deal or a word, you know, like words out of someone's mouth kind of a deal. Get that on paper. Once you get it on paper, go and make that happen if you can. If you can't, no big deal. Um, although, you know what I mean? Like make sure you actually probably can do it before you actually say, hey, I'm going to go do this and then like just not like not accomplish it. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to fail, but try to try to win. Try to get some, try to get like one or two of these clients, you know what I mean? And then say, bam, I just got you these. And you might even want to work on it like that. You might even want to work on that with like, just by getting it like as a client and say, look, I drove two partners to you, CPA partners, and I got the, you know, the affiliate fee from it, but I'd like to drive bigger things from you. And this is the percentage I want to take. And they're usually okay with that. I know I was okay with that. So, all right. Yeah. Good, good stuff. So Good times. Anyway, so yeah, man. What else? What else we got, Crip King? No, I was just gonna say that's what it just shows how important your network is, you know, like uh and everything that we've talked about today, it's kind of like relatable to, you know, all uh him you know, hemispheres of web two, web three, like being, you know, faking it till you make it just means like, you know, having confidence and uh the lack of what you might not understand at this moment. But no, it's just real good information today, definitely. <clears throat> Yeah. And fake it till you make it. What you just said too is don't, again, don't be disingenuous, like getting onto like some airplane that's not yours and all that other stuff. Like just don't do that. But you know what I mean? Like fake it till you make it is exactly what King said. Like if you can, you have a, if you have a friend that works at a company that needs a, like a, some kind of you know help or they're going to buy something and you know that, and you have another friend at a company that actually sells a product like that, you just go, Hey, I can bring you so-and-so let's sign a deal. Give me like 5% or 10%. And then bam, like that deal comes through and it's like a half a million dollars. 10% of a half a million dollars is pretty good. It's a pretty good payout. It'll probably convince you to keep doing it. So I agree yeah, with and One of the things said. you touched on when you said, uh, we see it like, you know, in my job in the web two space, it's just, uh, independent contractors that are advice, uh, high, high net worth advisors that we see this all the time. And, you know, because of their, uh, their, their tight network, they offer something that is easily taken off the table if they, uh, you know, so it's definitely something that is a wonderful education for everyone. Yeah. I got another, uh, I got another post here. What's your goals. And from Marcus T building my personal brand, learning from you guys and connecting with great personalities, a hundred percent collecting experience and new NFTs. Good job. I love that one. That's a really good goal for, uh, 2023. Because you can't go wrong with learning, you know, content creation. Adam, man, tell me more about uh, em, like your Emblem Vault like deal. Are you going to be doing spaces for Emblem Vault? Like what's going on? Well, I mean, part of it, it's um, it's it's interesting because, you know, Kings is like, you know, as he's speaking, I'm goading myself like you're such a fucking loser for not creating more content because <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been on, you know, I've been, I've been through content cycles and, and I know you I, have, dude. I, I, I think anybody who, who <laughs> creates content, um, you, you bump up against this like, uh, effort and then burnout cycles. Um, it's, it's very easy to fall into like this trap of like, 
doing content for for a while and then just getting burnout and then stopping or you know pulling back and um you know and it's hard and it, it is a uh it is i call it a treadmill right you're on the, the content creation treadmill uh to a degree if you're a content creator and uh and it can be really hard i, I think for me the only advice I'd, I'd give um especially if you want to do something new uh like for example podcasting is one that a lot of people like to do um you know i, I when i started podcasting i set a goal that i was going to do a podcast a day for a year um, and doing that and, and the discipline of doing that, um, just helped me tremendously. And, and I'd encourage you to, to do something like that, which is very simple, not, not easy, but simple where the, the goal itself is not like I want to be famous or I want a million dollars or it's, it's not anything out there in the ether. It's a very, very simple. I'm going to do this one action every day. Um, and, Boom. and go, and go from there because anything else, and trust me, that was hard. I mean, like that almost, you know, took my soul to do that, but, <laughs> but doing that, um, creates all these kind of skills and pressures, which force you to, to kind of follow through and, and setting a goal like that is something I would advise people to do, uh, who are interested in, in kind of creating in the space. That's, that's kind of how I would approach it. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. That's why I literally committed to doing this this show every single day of the week minus Saturday and Sundays where I'm just going to have some like pop-ups, you know, you know, spaces, um, starting, uh, today. I mean, I'm going to do it every single day. I actually started last week, but so there's not going to be any like vacations or time off. I'm literally just going to be doing this every single day, Monday through Friday. And I know this is the day after Christmas, but here we are guys. I I would actually add one more. I don't know if it was kind of discussed. Maybe I missed it a little bit, but uh, people who are interested about like, you know, who are creating content and are worried about follower count uh, and, and that sort of thing, I would say don't worry about that at all anymore. I, I think follower count, uh, even subscribers um, to a large extent are, are going to be less and less valuable going forward. Um, if you wow. follow, because what happens is now, because everything's so algorithmically driven, um, the algorithms are just looking for quality content, content that resonates with people, gets an emotional reaction from people. Um, it's it's really about the content you create. And yes, it, it does matter to affect. It's more of like your follower count is an indication of how much quality content you can create. Um, so it's an indicator, but it's not going to drive future growth for you. And if you're on TikTok, you see there, I know I know creators with a million followers who get you know a hundred views on their videos now because they left for six months and their content sucks um you know so that that happens and with the algorithms and the way it's working now it's really just about quality content and sticking to it and I agree. you know I think that the biggest thing is like what's your mission as a content creator because you know I know somebody who is a web3 content creator on YouTube he doesn't have the most followers. His views aren't, I mean, his, his, he's not getting incredible amounts of views, but because he's managed to stay so consistent and his, you know, he's, he's proved through his videos that he actually knows his shit, you know, companies are reaching out to him for, a, you know, for consultancy, you know, like what work. And I think that it really depends on what you're, what you're looking to do, right? If you could just put out a really, really good video, it doesn't matter if you went viral. You know, you get 100 views, you know, the, 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 the 76th of you happens to be this person who has a deep pocket and like, you know, comes to like you. So, you know, if you're looking to get like, 
you know, paid ads on your page. I would say that follower count does matter just because, you know, all these freaking marketing agencies that are reaching out, you know, to people, you know, as they should. I mean, they're looking at that because, like, you know, they want to make sure that they're getting, you know, a bang for their buck, which makes sense, you know. I, I mean, I, you know, obviously we can't. That makes a lot of sense. But, uh, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, providing value for companies, I think it really matters about what you can, you know, if you can produce a good video. Sometimes they want to buy the video off of you, right? They're like, damn, he's, an, you know, he or she is an underground, you know, content creator. They could talk about our product really well. What if we just paid them for the rights to their video so we could put that in a commercial and run that? We could, you know, not, not a commercial, but run that on all of our platforms. So, you know, you're, you're on to something here. Um, I do think follower count does matter, though, you know, to an extent. But it shouldn't be your, your end, end goal if your goal is to just if your goal is to make money, there are so many ways to make money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, for sure. Just- I mean, it matters. And in today's a lot of I mean, so much we all know it's so much of it is fake. Right. Um, but but with fake followers, you can actually sell to brands and brands will pay you. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I'm not, so I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm saying it shouldn't be your focus as a creator. That's that's basically at the core. It shouldn't be your focus. Um, building quality content should be the focus and, and volumes, right? You have to, you have to be consistent and at scale to, to really make an impact. And to the idea of like better videos, the only way to make better videos is to make more videos, right? It's like the, the classic thing. It's like to get good, you have to do, um, right. It's a muscle, and it's really, right? you're building it's up a muscle. muscle. It's a muscle and it's really yeah. hard. It, it's really hard. And if anybody's listening and they're like, oh fuck, I could never do this. The only way to do it is just start, right? I mean, it's like, you just have to start and have the balls to do it. It's really hard. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And that's why few succeed. But you look at the guys who succeed, you know, it, we've all heard the stories. Even like the, the classic is Mr. Beast. The dude made videos for years and had zero zero people watching his stuff. Uh, there are great videos out there of him like, guys, I just got to 300 followers. I can't believe it. This is a miracle. You know, that type of shit. That's real. And it's so, the reality is it's so much easier now than it was then to 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 hit a wider audience it, it really is um you could do it today with one good video you could hit a million million people i literally was at christmas dinner last night with a woman i know good friend of ours she does dog rescues here in costa rica she i'm telling you she's not even on social media she's not even on it she just you know will send out pictures to like the 10 people she has who follow her on instagram who follow her dog rescue on Instagram, she had a video, a video go to a million uh, views on on Instagram last week. Just a post of like a dog she rescued, and now it's happy in a home. Million views last week. That shit is real. Like, and she has zero interest in, in top the, three. The top three searches on the internet still, guys, is babies, dogs, and cats. So if you ever want to make a dog, cat, or baby video, you're probably going to get a lot of views. Just an FYI. Facts. Facts. And by the way, YouTube, just a little bit of alpha here in the creator world, YouTube shorts is, which is basically just like TikTok on YouTube. Okay. Like for those who don't know that, but they're essentially, they're going to be paying creators 45% of the profits they make on shorts. So like they're really planning on competing with like Instagram reels and, and you know, uh, you know, uh, TikTok et yeah, and get in early too. Right. Like if you get in early, you're going to get so much reach. You'll get so many new followers. And exactly. I can tell you, from watching the YouTube uh, shorts the other day, last night basically, there's hardly any, like hardly anybody's really taking advantage of the shorts. I'm yep. like, this is such a huge opportunity that people are like literally missing the boat on right now. So, I mean, you know how hard it was to become a, a, a famous YouTuber 
you know, in, you know, last year, for example, you know how hard it is to do that as with long form content. How the hell are you going to make a, a 10 minute video engaging enough to gain followers? Right now mm-hmm. you got 30 seconds, 30 seconds to shine. Go do it. The algorithms, you know, it's in your favor right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So remember, guys, make scripts, right? Make these things easier for you, because I can tell you from my experience as well, creating like promotional videos or anything like that in marketing, if you didn't have a script and you didn't have like, you know what I mean? Like what exactly you were going to say, you couldn't really get those videos made because no one knew what to say. Like you could just be like, hey, make a video that says this and bye. You know, it's like, no, you got to give them the script and like exactly what's the intonation? Like, how do you want, how do you want this? Like red, you know, stuff like that. It's gotta be, I don't know what, just watch King's content. It's really good. And he's Johnny on the spot with his stuff. And if you can like emulate how he tells stories, which are, which are just, he does a really great job of telling stories. You will definitely be successful. Eventually it might not come right away, but it will in like the next three to six months. If you, if you stay consistent, you know, like something for scripts that people, I mean, this is really like, this is real alpha, by the way, for content. You know, is this the King's alpha? It's something recently that I've been exploring. <laughs> and I'm not why it's been fucking tripping me out a little bit. But I, I always struggle to, you know, like you mentioned at the beginning of this, I struggle on Twitter because I don't, I don't, I don't participate on Twitter. I consume a lot of Twitter, but I don't create, I don't devote as much time for the content. But I figured out a new system, right? Like for those that are really consistent on Twitter, let's just say that you wrote a thread or you wrote like a relatively long tweet about an idea that you're having. If you take that tweet, paste it into ChatGPT, and write, hey make a 30 second script of this and you could write with the tone of, of with a soft tone or like a comedic tone, <laughs> you'll have a script right there <laughs> on an idea that you've already shared and that you've already written pretty much out. So it's like AI right now, uh, it's going to take over the internet. People aren't going to be blatantly loud about like, Hey, I used AI to make this video, etc. But that's what's happening behind the scenes. There are comp- I know companies that are making millions of dollars. They're having, you know, employees who don't know how to write just going into ai tools and writing blogs and, and you know creating ad revenue on like you know google it's that's what's going to happen with content create if you're good at writing on twitter and you are writing threads paste that thread literally just paste the thread into chat gpt right write a script a 30 second script on this and boom you've got you've got your script it's like you know you don't have an excuse you could do that on the toilet you know like <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> you, do that on the toilet. you know like literally that's I mean, true yeah Nice, dude. Yeah. A couple other comments we have in here for 2023 goals. Find my birds of a feather, people who enrich my life just through knowing and interacting with them and then returning that support. Demonic said that. And I've known Demonic for a while. Great guy down in the audience. Love it, Demonic. Um, This is great. Yeah, that was a great one. That was one of my favorite. And then I have from uh, another one from NFT Buzz. Um, NFT Buzz.io 2023 empower creators to build a customized website for their custom domains. Okay, cool. So basically you just got me to show you. You're <laughs> Nice, dude. Well played. Uh, so if you want to check it out, NFT Buzz um, down there below, he's got an amazing new, um, you know, website builder. So check it out for sure. He's an awesome, he's an awesome dude. I've, uh, I've known him for like a year and a half also, and it's definitely worth checking him out. So again, nftbuzz.io and just uh, see what, see what he's, see what he's cooking up over there. So good times. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to look to, uh, get our last words or if anybody has any questions, want to come up and like ask them right now, we'll allow a couple of people to come up. Um, otherwise I'm going to get some last responses here. Adam, what do you think for the, for 2023? Like, give me a, give me a, a single prediction of like what's going to happen in 2023 besides you becoming a millionaire. 
Again. Bro, I'm already a millionaire. Come <laughs> on, know, man. I know, I know. You know, you already got to play me like that, man. <laughs> Again is what I said. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, you know, it's who knows, man. All I know is One that prediction? Come on, one prediction. The, the prediction is uh, the space is going to grow massively. It, it, and it may not be 2023. It may, it may be so what's 2024. So in 2023? But, but, but it is happening, and I, I encourage people um, like Kings, man, because the reality is, is that there are so few people in, in the web three space right now. So few, I mean, it feels like a lot cause we're here, we're in Twitter You're spaces, so right, dude. we're talking that. to people, but dude, there's no content creators. There's no people out there educating. And what I mean is there's like, there's like a hundred of us, right? Um, you know, how many people are in the gaming space? Millions creating, right? So we're super early. And when you're super early like this, dude, this is the time to build, man. I mean, build content, build connections with people, build follower counts. Uh, this is the magical time. Because when you do that and it actually catches a little bit of fire, dude, you're going to fucking explode. So any content creators out there right now, I, I encourage you to uh, start building, laying that foundation right now. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Crypt King, what do you got, man? 2023 prediction, go. 2023, we'll see the rollout of self-blockchains, uh, where we'll start to see the process of royalties being able to being collected on uh, personal websites. Uh, and I believe uh, content creation for 2023 is uh, going to be key to be able to point back uh, to something and say, that is my philosophy. Love it. Okay, Kings, one big prediction in 2023. Go for it, bro. Wow, this is a really this is a really tough one. You know, I think that there's a there's going to be a rise in like interest in gaming. You know, as people you know might potentially you know through the recession, um, you know they're going to start looking for different ways of making money. So I think side hustles are going to become a massive thing because people are going to have to look towards side hustles. Side hustles. So I think that you know I don't know if gaming is going to be an area for side hustles, but anywhere where you know there's money to be made. I think that's like as a side hustle, that's something that people are going to look at. So if you think of a side hustle that people may turn to, perhaps, you know, you may you can jump on it quickly and thrive in that area and turn a side hustle into your main hustle. Right. So but I think that, you know, really get into the psyche of like how people are going to be thinking if there is, God forbid, a real recession and then just attack first. Right. Um, That's that's what I'd really say. You know, so I don't know what what are some side hustles people might look into, you know, because of a recession, you know, but that's. You know, Monopoly, for example, you know, became popular during the Great Depression because people, I guess, wanted to fantasize that they were wealthy. So Monopoly is, <laughs> you know, that Monopoly is a game of conquering, you know, during a time of sad times. Uh, so think about, you know, you could really think about these things and really, you know, s- dwell on it. And, and I'm sure that, you know, you'll come up with a good side hustle. It's, I think it will be the year of the side hustle. That's, that's what I think. Yeah, I agree. I also think that, you know, you actually... Um opportunity like finds you while you're working. You know what I mean? Like while you're creating content, you actually find out like something that actually kicks off and works for you. A lot of happy accidents happen during like recessions or like pullbacks. Um, I'll give you a quick story about what I've, what I've done before where I actually had a media company back in um, 20, I started in 2012 and it, I, it lasted from 2012, 2013, 2014. And to, drive leads to that business. I started an event, right? I was like, Hey, I'm going to have an event every single month, free networking event. And that's going to drive leads for me. It exploded. 
like that event exploded. It went from a hundred people in real life to 200 people in real life at the second month to literally 500 people. The third month, a thousand people signed up the fourth month. Like it was just, it grew out of control, exploded. And then it became so big. There was like tens of thousands of people that were coming or at least signing up to come to these events. And it was once a month and I'm like, holy cow, like this is a business. And I turned it into a business and it became like a really big business. And I, I basically ported it over to like 23 cities in the United States and uh, it worked really, really well. So just so you know, happy accidents happen by, and again, unless you're, you're working towards a goal and then you like try to like do something else while you're working towards that goal and start testing ideas like, Hey, I'm going to have an event that's free for everybody to come to. Let's see how it works. And you know, I only use that to like generate leads for the company and guess what? It blew up. So it definitely works for sure. Um, there's no doubt happy accidents happen only when it like catches you opportunity catches you when you're actually while you're working. So you come up with these great ideas while you're trying to solve a problem. So start creating content, make good content as Kings was saying, and, uh, and of course, as Adam was saying, and there's hardly anybody in this, me and Adam were like literally chatting on the phone. I can't remember what day it was. It was either like Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. But he basically said the same thing. He's like, Hey guys, Hey Luke, there's like nobody creating content in the NFT space. Like, like one or two, like, what is it? Like two or three people creating content on a regular basis. And I saw that too, when I first started doing spaces, like spaces was, you know, it was pretty vacant. Not many people were doing it on a regular basis and I just did it every single day. So it definitely works if you create content and you're consistent. Go ahead, Kings. Yeah. No, I, I remember when you were grinding, dude, like you were really yeah. grinding. I think you had like a lazy line, you know, one of those lazy line hats. Uh, that's what, <laughs> if, I don't, I, am I you're correct? You're so true. Yeah. So dude, true. we loved our lazy lines back <laughs> in the day, man. <laughs> you were dude, you, yeah, dude, uh, it's, it was crazy how long I've been, like I did space, like over 450 plus days. I did spaces every single day. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter about me. I'm just, I just wanted to show you guys, like when I did spaces every day for like eight to 10 hours a day, like opportunities came out of the woodwork mm. because I was consistently doing spaces. So just so you like know things. That there's a, there's a thing, there's, a, there's something that's really coming up right now. I don't know. This is obviously random. I know we're talking about web three and I'm a web three content creator, but I'm also just so curious about other ways of making money. And like, there's this thing launching called Amazon inspire. And I think Amazon realized that they're lacking in, in, in the content creation and the consumption, right? Nobody really goes there to consume. They like physical products. They go there to consume physical products, but no one goes there to consume content. So they've basically like put this nine by 16 feature in their app called an Amazon Inspire. And what it basically is, is let's just say that you're selling, I don't know what you're selling, you're selling freaking microphones, right? Like really, you know, you've managed to start a microphone business. I don't know who that, I don't know what the hell it is, okay? And what you'll do is this, you'll upload a video to Amazon Inspire. And if somebody comes across your video, it will directly link them, you know, to purchase that microphone. So if like with a skill set of content creation, if you're, if you are, decide to like, you know, to, I guess up your content game a little bit. You could literally make a side, your side hustle, main hustle, by just selling products on this new app called Amazon Inspire that's coming out right now. It's like, it's so. It, I mean, I don't. I, I, I guess I'm maybe a little bit too passionate about this, but it's so. There are so many you know ways to make money. You know, nobody should be intimidated. It's just about jumping in there. And I think Amazon Inspire is something everyone should look. I'm looking into it. You know, as a means of perhaps you know doing a side hustle. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again. Uh- 
that's that's an affiliate deal. So just so if anybody knows here what that is, it's he's going to create content and that video pops up and they watch the video and they're like, oh, I'm convinced this person gave a great review of what this is. It definitely fits what I, you know, I've already wanted to buy it. Now this person already agrees with what I wanted to do. I already had the demand, but I want to make sure that product's great. And if uh, Kings makes a good video about it, they're like convinced. People get convinced. So it's people that already agree. They already want the product. So it's definitely something that's a kind of a big deal. So, all right, cool guys. Well, I think that's it, man, for the show today. Unless we got any other um, ideas or comments that people want to come up and say something real quick or have any questions for Kings. All right. I guess that will, uh, that like kind of like wraps up our show. So thanks everybody for tuning in today. And don't forget, we're doing a space. To, we do, a, I, I'm doing a space every single day, every week, weekday, I guess you could say, um, from 8.30 a.m. until like 10 a.m. usually. So come back and you'll find me, Crip King, Adam here very, uh, hopefully very often. And the rest of the, you know, basically people that are in this space right now. And hopefully Kings will join us more often, man, because he's got so much, like he does so much good research in this space. I love it. And he's got, he just really has his finger on the pulse. So I would love him to have him come back. So we'll, maybe we can pressure him to come back. You know what I mean? No big deal and stuff, but let's get him to come back. <laughs> anyway, thanks for, thanks everybody for tuning in today. And you guys, you guys all rock. I appreciate every single one of you and um, that's it. Thanks for coming. Thanks guys. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go. A screaming comes a thousand miles. It might be yours. It might be mine. God.